big hi and hello to our friends at Trek Radio. Thanks for joining us for Trek Off. Uh, what we are is we are a Star Trek podcast, just like all the other ones, except that we are kind of dirty and sometimes are kind of filthy and sometimes we're not. Sometimes we just talk about uh, Star You'll hear what this is all about. But uh, listener discretion is advised. You'll hear all that stuff. But I just want to say hi to you guys and thank you so much for joining us. And uh, this is Trek Off. You are listening to the Geeks Radio Internet Radio Network at geeksradio.com, home of Trek Off, the Not Safe for Work Star Trek podcast, Pop Off, where we geek out on comics, movies, and TV shows that are the superstars of geek culture, Podcast Who, the Doctor Who podcast with Phil Stamper, Ninjas vs. You, the official podcast of the Ninjas vs. Trilogy, and Garrett and RJ Go Hollywood, two regular guys trying to make it in Tinseltown. All of this is available for you for free by going to Geeks radio.com or searching geeks radio on itunes geeks radio is a presentation of Endlight entertainment warning the episode you're about to listen to may include plot spoilers and naughty language so listener discretion is advised it's time for trek off benedict cumberballs Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. And today, why don't you tell them? What I think today <laughs> what we need to talk about is I think this episode should be called Justin's Wrong. And and I was saying that uh, <laughs> that there are people out there, I'm sure you right there, a person who's listening right now for, for the, the first, first time, time, wants to hear how Justin is wrong. And and that's, like everybody wants to hear about that. that like they, it's a thing. They're they're like str- like Even trolling around on Facebook. Know, yeah. They've they've looked up like Star Trek podcasts and they've finally worked their way around to ours. And they and find one called Justin's Wrong, and they're like, uh, finally, I want to hear. I don't this. know. I've been waiting. I don't know. Who, I've been looking. I don't know who the fuck this Justin guy is, but fucking, I've been thinking this too. I've been thinking that <laughs> motherfucker is wrong he's for wrong. years. He's wrong. I don't like Justin. I'm, it's, I don't like, you, it's in the public consciousness. Everybody knows that you're wrong. I don't like Justin Bieber. It. I don't like Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I don't. I don't like Christian theologian Justin Martyr. I don't like. What the fuck uh, was that? I don't like. I don't like when things just go just in. I don't like any of these things, man. I don't. If, if it's Justin, I don't like when people say just in time. Just in the tip. Yeah, you know, no, when something's not going to happen, you know, they go just in case. I don't like that. And <laughs> I don't like anything about Justin at all. That, that motherfucker's wrong. All the time. I hate Every him. Every day, all day long. And they're listening now, and they're just going, ah. Oh. They are. They're just there at peace. It's like meditating. <laughs> this is, like it's like a Justin's wrong. They've now reached a point Instead of serenity. Of home, it's like, Justin's wrong. Hey, speaking of serenity, <laughs> speaking of serenity, I saw. Much ado about nothing, and I'm so jealous. Um, there's, uh, there. First of all, look for it on uh, on Fandango. We've uh, there's luckily here in the DC area, there are a bunch of like second run. Art, the, well, not artsy. second run, but artsy. It's not second run. It's artsy. Yeah, What's it's it's like indie. it's not like a, a it's wide not release? a it's not a super wide release. No, it's it's oh. it's wide enough that it's reaching most towns. We got to look for it. It's not like going to be at your local Regal most likely, but it's really, um, I thought that it was, I mean, cause I like saw, I remember, and I don't like have TV and I like saw an ad for it. Well, maybe it went wider. Um, I do know that when I saw it, it was only at the, like the sort of artsy, artsy fartsy cinemas that you could go to, but I went and saw it, um, for, uh, for Mrs. J's birthday. Yay. Um, and, uh, even she likes to hear about how you're wrong. Um, well, she knows. <laughs> a, a, she knows, and B, she articulates it to me often. Because <laughs> um, she's a smart woman. <laughs> I, I, so I really liked it. I really, really dug it. I, one of I course, feel like I would really like it. Like I really want to see it. Of course, I am a Joss fan. Right. Um, and because of that, you know, I'm biased. But, but here's the thing. I mean, partly because I'm a Joss fan, I feel like, and I'm a fan of Shakespeare. Like not everybody is. Some people yeah. kind of are down on Shakespeare. Um, but. I I really like the idea of of jossing Shakespeare. Like if that's a thing, jossing. It is, you know, and <laughs> like I really feel like that would be Well, fun. and he does he does it. You know, he plays with the moments, he plays with the 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 pauses, he plays yeah, with like the Yeah, like I could see him putting stuff. With, I could see him putting a like a without changing any text. Yeah. Like making it uniquely joss all the same. Yeah, it and is. that I really want to see. Well, that and, seems like it would really work for me. And and for me, there are um, the Beatrice, Beatrice and Benedict are played by the actors who played Wesley and Fred on Angel. Um, and that is an important for me. There's a lot of payoff because of that. Oh, because uh, I didn't watch that show. There isn't for me, though. Um, there was there, there like there are moments where. Although I got, like part of me in my heart 
is like sad because in an alternate universe where everything is awesome, I play Beatrice and Joss Whedon's version because who doesn't want to play Beatrice, first of all? Yeah. And then if you're going to do it with anybody, Joss Whedon, come on. I did it. I did it um, with uh, the 90 Minute Shakespeare Company in D.C. for a while. Um, you I, were I, Benedict? Uh, no, 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 no. I was Baraccio. Uh, to to Tim, <laughs> of course you were to 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 Tim <laughs> because Ki- you're always wrong no. <laughs> to, to to Tim King's uh to Tim King's Don John oh really yeah um wait what nobody nobody who's listening knows who, we're who knows who they were talking about but, but this, if you guy, did yeah. you would understand that that's weird <laughs> and uh and my buddy Arthur who is uh who hosted the Buffy pop offs with me actually the guy who did spam a lot he was he was Benedict oh uh, okay no no he wasn't no I'm sorry he was not Benedict he was um. Who's the other guy? The lover, the um, um, not Claudio. Claudio. He was Claudio. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, boy, we're, the Star Trek people are like, what the fuck? Why are we are talking about gonna... fucking Shakespeare? So anyway, shit? anyway, I'll, first of all, they use they quote Shakespeare a lot in Star Trek. Yes, they do. And we have less Shakespeare in actors yes. because it's the same kind of thing. You're saying fucking nonsense. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know what? If we if we could just get a Shakespeare version of Moby Dick, that would be Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Ahab's got to go hunt his whale. We were actually just talking about that actress because I was telling somebody. Alfred Woodard. Yeah, because I, I was telling somebody that um, I'd gotten a role in in Molotov's uh, Extremities. I'm playing Patty, who in the movie was played by Alfred Woodard. By Alfred Woodard. There we go. I was like, with and I was Kevin like, Bacon, and I, and I was trying to say, like, I was like, oh, what would you know her from? I was like, she was in Star Trek. She's the one in his first contact that like gives him a bunch of shit, and she's yeah. like, yeah, I understand the words coming out of your mouth, but like, she wasn't a big Trek fan. So yeah, no, she was. She she was the the Bob Cratchit role in Scrooged. Yep. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So she was. Anyway. Um, one of the things that I was commenting on, and, and I don't want to go too far into this because I certainly don't want to insult the guy, um, but uh, one of the great performances in Much Ado is Nathan Fillion um, as Dogberry. Um, uh, you know, Captain Mal, Captain Hammer, Captain Love Mal from, uh, from Firefly and Serenity. Um, and I have such a soft spot for that guy. I do too. And we were talking about that before we went on mic. Yeah. That, that that like like he's like there's like a like an inherent like beyond him as an actor, which which I do enjoy. I like like Nathan Fillion. I don't know him at all. I know nothing. I don't about actually him. know anything about him. He but could there's be, just for he some could be reason a giant dick. But we he don't could know. be. But for some reason, it's like it's like Jimmy Stewart. He has the same effect on me. I just love Jimmy Stewart. Like whenever I see him in something, I just go, that guy, I bet he was just classy and awesome and was just like the best. And with Nathan Fillion, I'll bet that he's funny. And I feel the same way about Nathan Fillion. I bet he's funny. I bet he's sweet. I bet he's cool. I bet he's fun to chill with. But, But I was taken, I have to admit, to being distracted. I don't watch Castle because I don't have time to watch a lot of TV. And when I do, I'm generally watching Star Trek. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I tried to watch Castle though, and then they took it off Netflix. Did they? Before Nathan, I, I tried to watch because they I also took Ninjas versus Vampires off Netflix. Oh, it's it's no, down right now. What? We're trying to get it back on. No, I don't know. Yeah. We'll work on it. Um, anyway, um, uh, so so I was taken aback by the fact that he has gotten pretty heavy, and I was I was it was distracting for me. Um, cause last time I saw him, he was Captain Hammer. That's the last time I really saw Nathan Fillion was his Captain Hammer. He couldn't do Captain Hammer right now. And it's not sort the of, same Captain Hammer. No, I but, guess. but not like super superhero Captain Hammer. Not I mean, like, yeah, not, you know, superhero yeah. douche guy. Yeah. There, and there's a certain, like I wanted to, and maybe this is part me and maybe it's partly my fault for never watching shows when they're on the air. I only ever watch shows like right now. I and I'll talk about I a, a little bit. Although I think I already had. I finished up Doctor Who, and I finished. I started a new uh, series that I'm watching that I'll talk about. But um, up to before Doctor Who, I never watched anything that was on the air. I only watched it after the after it was done. So I watched Buffy and Angel after they were done. I watched Lost while I was on the air. But then pretty I much watch that. Till you know, you know, Archer. Yes, it is still on the air, but I'm, you know, I'm catching up. I'm always catching up on things that are years old. Right. Um, Firefly. I didn't watch while it was on the air. So Neither I guess. Did I, yeah. um, it wasn't until it was all done. So he's frozen in my memory as being a certain way. Yeah. And and when I see him, it's startling for me because to me, he was that way yesterday. <laughs> and it's like, dude, what what did you do? How do you gain 50 pounds? overnight um, <laughs> you don't is the yeah. correct answer <laughs> um but i was i was shocked and it was a it, it's amazing how much the physicality of an actor especially in that kind of role matters 
Um, now, a lot of people. You I mean, know, it matters to you. Well, it doesn't. You, you don't think it would matter to you? Think that your enjoyment of him wouldn't change at all? I know my wife's enjoyment of him because we've joked before about the people that we could cheat with. You know, we, they, they don't. <laughs> they don't really exist, of course. But but at one time he was on the list, and he's not anymore. I would I would I would venture to say he's very likely not any, anymore. And I'll bet that David Boreanaz is jumping because he's back at the top of that list for her now. Um, huh? Uh, because but, because he's a little heavier. Just because it's it's he is not what he was. He was he was he was Captain Tight Pants, um, <laughs> and now and and now he's not. And that's that that was part of his his sex appeal. And and for some people, I guess they're fine with that. You know, that's and for some people, they wouldn't be. I and I. It's hard for me when actors change, when they change startlingly from one sort of body type or one archetype to another. It goes the other way too. I've seen actors who were heavy who they. Um, before he died, Roger Ebert, when he lost the weight, before he like got the cancer, but when he like lost the weight, and other actors I've seen when John Goodman's lost a little weight or something, that when heavier actors get thinner, I'm sort of the same way. It never sits right with me because they they're not what you expect them to what be. So made it's not the, necessarily about their weight, but what what? But it is about their weight, but it's just not that they they are. But it's not that they be a particular. They don't fit the iconography that they once represented. I huh. think is the thing is that is that they're so you're so bit busy putting people in little boxy categories. It's that, not that I'm putting them in; they, it's that they, they are. If they aren't in that category, I'm not. I'm not deliberately putting them. But there, that's not that's not okay. With there you. are actors who can escape that. Certainly, I think that um, uh, Nimoy does it. He doesn't change his physical appearance, but I would say that young Spock is so vastly different than old Spock. Their energies are different. The way he plays the role is different. The the they're 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 absolutely different and i like them for totally different reasons um but i can appreciate both versions of the characters um i would when you say old spock what do you mean old spock i would say star trek six and, and beyond uh, star trek six and uh the next gen episodes and even the new star trek movies where he's at he plays it with sort of this air of wisdom okay you know, you know, i feel like he or he had that you know he had he had smarts but not that he he has a gravitas that he didn't like you know like he can just say a line like when he's talking to Valeris in Star Trek 6 and he's he's like this will be my the last journey on the ship as a member of her crew you know that's that's you know Jim they are dying you know just like that he what it didn't have that energy he had a very different energy in the show hmm. which was a logical enemy uh, enemy energy an, a, do you not like Spock? What do you? Not I love Spock. Us? I dig Spock. I dig the hell out of Spock. But I think there's I'm just a Freudian slip. I'm just saying. But that's that's you know there there's a difference between those two characters. He he did it well. Um, Scotty did it really well. Old fat Scotty gives me a totally different vibe than young Scotty. Um, and yet I I when I think of Scotty, I don't know which of the three. Now I got Simon Pegg in there too. My mm -hmm. head's gonna jump to. But all three of them are equally valid. Um, I would okay. I would say old Uhura doesn't do the same thing for me. I would it's because say, she's a woman and you hate women. It's not. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I just remember that last episode <laughs> yeah, when we I talked know. about that. I was, was like, just, hey, I was like, oh, because you hate women. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's you know, I would say that she she doesn't do the same thing for me. I would say that um, Tom Paris is one that as he got older and heavier, I had a problem, more of a problem with it. But I didn't have. I definitely did with Paris, but for me, it was only because of. I'd never liked the character to begin with. And they like, they made him like, it was like, and this is going to be our sex character. This is the one everyone want to have the sex with. And like, and I then, didn't then, feel that way. And then Ru Robbie, 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 Robbie like, was like, fuck it. I'll have some cheesesteaks. Nom, nom, nom. And then he was like, what we mean is that he's going to be a house husband who <laughs> works on a, works on his car from time to time. Cause because that's because he likes cheesesteaks really <laughs> it's just he he never did it for me like i was much more into garrett wong than him like i was like if you're gonna have because he's kind of you know you know smart and i'm going to talk a lot about voyager this podcast as, as, as a side note but because i'm mostly because of the delta quadrant podcast um because <laughs> i am i'm i'm knee deep in their in their shows now I'm, I'm into like halfway through the second season of voyager now i've listened to like 20 of them Mm. And it's a great show. It's a. It's I just. It's hard. It's not as good as our show. We like wow. our show better. Well, I don't want them to turn it off. <laughs> yeah, I, like I'm going to sell the Delta Quadrant so well. 
Whoa! Whoa what hey, was that noise? yeah, wow, well, the buzz no- returned. Oh, we haven't the had buzz the buzz in a while. because you you yeah, fucking so, dropped everything. So because let's you let's failed. be clear. Um, I am like Alan Grant in Jurassic Park when it comes to electronics, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny considering you are the one yeah. who puts the podcasts yeah. up. But um, whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, hh- so I uh, la la la. Um, yeah, uh, the Delta Quadrant. I've been. I don't. You were saying you didn't want people to. Well, I don't want to. Think what you were saying before you all of a sudden broke our show <laughs> was was please don't turn it off. And wait, to, but wait, listen to this buzz for a second. Because <laughs> listen to this first <laughs> before you decide you don't like and us. Then, oh and then gosh. and then stay here because oh my goodness because gracious. we have such a well put together show. Sure, yeah. That never has problems. We're the best. We're gonna win technical awards for this episode. Um, is there a technical? I, you, you know what I like? What would the award be? <laughs> Most fuck ups in one episode. <laughs> that wouldn't even be this episode. That would be the other one. I think we're like we where lost. we just admit that we lost a whole episode. Where we lost everything and then did it again and then lost everything again. We like lost shit twice in a row. Or whatever there was there was an episode of the Delta Quadrant actually where where they had a totally different hosts on doing an episode. Because what did they, it like fuck with your head and shit? Were you like, no, what's they, happening? I didn't actually listen to the whole episode because I, I, I get into the people who are doing the show. And even though the Sounds show really evolves. Dirty. How the, do you get into them? <laughs> even though the show evolves, I, I, like, I'm okay with the evolution as the show changes. But being so starkly here are two other people, they said, we're doing this episode of the Delta Quadrant on this episode of Voyager because they recorded one and they don't want to do it again. Because <laughs> they did the same thing we did. <laughs> Um, I totally get great. it and that's why I said to you after you fucking broke shit I said if you broke it I'm leaving <laughs> so um, anyway you know what the thing is I and maybe this is the reason why I have a, a harder time when it is young Uhura versus old Uhura or or why people give Kirk such a hard time think about it Kirk did gain a lot of weight Kirk did stop being sexy Kirk like it was but he didn't gain nearly as nearly as much weight as Scotty Scotty gained 10 no. times more than he did. But he was never sold as the, I don't think Scotty was ever sold as the sex symbol though and, 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 I think and Kirk that, obviously was. And I think that's the thing. I think that's the thing with Nathan Fillion is that for me he was sold as the sex, the symbol. sex symbol. That was then. part of the package. Mm. And even though I I was, you know, that that is more for for Mrs. J than for me, it was still part of the package for him. For me he was sold as the superhero. You know, he was it, the guy you wanted to be. Yeah. Cuz your wife wanted to fuck him. Um <laughs> oh my gosh, wow. <laughs> Wow. I'm sorry. That was actually kind of horribly mean. Yeah, that was, that was awful. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I mean the, it was really funny, though, and that's why I think I said it, but you know yeah. I don't mean that because that's not nice. I'm going to move your mic just a little just so we can catch you a little more. All right. uh, because go. it was falling and it was like a whole... You keep breaking things. Well, so, so you know how we do the podcast. We sit on a couch and, and sometimes we both sit face forward and then turn our heads to talk to each other. And then when we do that, we're not into the mics. I do it as much as anyone else, but... Ah! <laughs> Seriously, dude. And then my cat attacked her. And that was amazing. <laughs> what the fuck, Spike? <laughs> um, so, uh, so, um, so we'll talk a little bit about young so, Kirk so you're today. Th- but here's the thing. I mean, I think for me with Kirk, um, it was less about. Uh, for me it was more that his hair was so wildly different. That's what threw me when I was a kid. It was like, wait a minute, like what happened to his hair? You know like, why the thing is it is, curly now? I don't understand. Like I wish they had evolved his character to match his physique. I have to admit that, um, and they did somewhat. Um, but but when he was having a a, a fist fight with um, Malcolm McDowell in Generations, it was a little silly for me because it was like because you couldn't believe that he was, it, as, it was, it was like the, he was as badass that heavy as he was like because I mean I will give you that, that. old like, the that whole, heavy it's the being seemed, fit and then still being able to fight and there's that aspect of it being somewhat there's a militaristic aspect yeah. to the Federation and to Starfleet that and also in Star Trek 6 where he's having like like yeah it's just the physical part of it the idea that he's still this physical badass it never even so now you can be a heavy guy and be, the guy who fucking plays uh mad eye moody He's a heavy guy, mm-hmm. um, and and he was also like the the barber in uh, Gangs of New York. That mm-hmm. dude. Oh yeah, yeah. And and I like that guy. And he's in in Bruges. I mean, he's a heavy guy, but he still sells me on that guy can fucking kill you. Like I believe that guy can. Yeah, beat the shit because out of me. he doesn't look he doesn't look doughy, right? Yeah, he looks like he's big. He's big, but but because there's some fucking shit under there that yeah. you don't want to fuck with. Um, you know, like so 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 care. that, but but I like, I feel like like Shatner's change 
at the very least, they made it so that he wasn't as physical, which is why I think Khan works so very, very well, because that's when that's when he was just starting to get heavier and he has no physical confrontation in that. And he works as the captain of a ship yeah. doing ship sort of shit. Um, you know, by the time in Star Trek three, he's fighting with crew. I'm, I'm already starting to not buy it. You know, I guess I never felt that way, but that's because it, for me, Kirk will be, always be able to do whatever the hell he wants because he's Kirk. Well, let's talk so about that, sense. man. So today, our topic is, uh, per your request, um, uh, you just... That Justin's wrong. That Justin's wrong. What is Justin <laughs> wrong about in particular that has to do with what you have done what, in the last what week? I've do- I, so I, in the past couple weeks here, I, I I mean, obviously I had been re-watching the original series and I finished it again and then was kind of sad because I was like... There's no more episodes. <laughs> um, but what I was thinking about, like kind of running in the background, like for me, when I watch any episode of Star Trek, it's exciting because it's Star Trek, right? But when I watch the original series for 95% of the episodes, when it starts, I'm like, oh, it's oh, it's this one. And I get so excited. Like, and I can be alone. Like, Mr. A has been there and he's like witnessed me like be like, oh, oh, honey, it's this one. And because I get really excited about it. But I will do that shit when I'm alone, like to the dog or to no one. Like, because I'm just that happy that it's that. I was like, ooh, ooh, it's the episode with the half black side and the and that white side and then the white with the black with, side. With Frank Gorshin? And uh, yes, and it's like, ooh, 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 it's the episode where they're all slaves that have to fight in the like, like gladiatorial style. And he has a shirt off like almost the whole time. Like, I get so excited. And then so I remember you ridiculing Spock's brain in particular, because like you'll talk like when we've had discussions in the past about like um, episodes like like the original series, the percentage of the episodes that are actually really good. And the ones that like I should learn to accept are really not that good. And it's like I, I tried to think about that honestly this time around when I was watching. And I tried to go, okay, like objectively, like try to be objective, Alexia, and watch this episode and think, is this good? And like I gotta say, like just about every episode really fucking is to me. Like it just is, and so I really paid attention during Spock's brain because you ridiculed it at one point, and I was like, <sighs> if I'm being honest, I can see your point. There are some silly things to it, but I still really enjoyed it. Like I still, there was still well, and I, aspects I, I, let me, of it. Let me that give the episode. Just, it's, let me give the episode its due. Let me give the episode its due. Yes, it is generally considered. To be the worst episode of the original series, I um, could see that. Um, and I know I there's a difference between the worst episode of something and the least enjoyable episode of something. Um, <laughs> there are uh, and, and I will I will give you um, I will give you uh, other great examples. Like for instance, there are episodes of of Voyager that I'll check out that I know are crap, or Voyager, or episodes of Next Gen that I go. This is not the strongest episode that I know that there are other episodes that if you really were to watch it, it's fine. It does good, good morals play on set. But but sometimes I just want to watch the craziness go down and there the, the entertainment value of something is sometimes not related to its quality. There's 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 hmm. lots of good shit out there that I'm not watching. But fuck if I won't watch Jackass. Now, I'm not saying that Jackass is better than Titus Andronicus. But I only got halfway through the new movie of Titus. I could only get about halfway through it because I was just a little bored. Um, yeah, but see, I don't, I, I don't watch Jackass or shows of that elk. But I, I think I do know what you're saying. Like, it, maybe it's not the most first of eloquent all, Jack, or well Jackass is awesome and whatever. fun to watch. You know what? It's the not the show, the movie, the movie, whatever, where they have the budget. But okay. But uh, like. I, I guess I could see, and I guess that was my point. Like, if I was to look at it objectively like from a storytelling point of view, if I was to look at Spock's brain and think about the things that you're asking me to accept and, like, what's the level of ridiculosity and, like, the biggest thing that I could that I could give you to be magnanimous uh, was would be when he uses the teacher and he's putting Spock's brain in, uh, like, and he uh, starts to forget. And they feel like they can't risk him getting the knowledge again. 
and Spock is like talking bones through putting his brain back together right. And it's like there are too many, you know, there's there's too many nerve endings. And it's like if it's that scary, if it's that complicated, but it was child's play a minute ago, like sell me then if, if from a storytelling perspective, I would say sell me that some of it is still there, but not all of it. Right. Like don't don't actually have Spock putting it back together because it doesn't really make sense. But it's funny. <laughs> like, because the, then you have this great payoff joke at the end. And I guess the thing that I was noticing that I was, like, like I said, I, I enjoy all of Star Trek. Even some episodes of Voyager, admittedly. And it's, the difference is my level of excitement when an episode comes on. I think given my druthers, I would always pick an, an an original series episode over any other type of Star Trek. And I that's not the truth. Like, me, but it's so much fun. Like, it's the only one of them that can go from being, like, fucking dead-ass serious. Like, some serious shit went down. And it was like, fuck. And then, like, at the end, though, they can joke. And sure. I'm totally fine with it. Like, it absolutely works. It in no and way look, doesn't work. And, and that's and, rare. You and, know and, what I mean? And, and let's, let's look. The great thing, one of the great things about Star Trek is that everybody can have their series. Yes. Like, these people who are doing the Delta Quadrant, they they love Voyager. And more par- more power to them. You know, they... they yeah, that's, whatever floats your boat. And yeah. I know a lot of people who are like, Voyager's my series. Voyager's the one I watched. That's the one that, that I watched. Every, and great. You know, I even know some people who go, the Enterprise is their favorite. Um, you know, I don't understand. I don't think either you or I can understand either Enterprise or Voyager being someone's favorite. No, but but they are for someone. You know, yeah. for me, DS Nine is my favorite. Um, that's the one that I can rewatch. But that's because I like the I like the episode I'm watching pulling me into wanting to watch the next episode. See, I like the fact that I just want to watch the next episode. <laughs> Yeah, like I don't need some. I don't need a carrot. I don't need the. I don't need I the like, alias ending where you don't don't finish the last three minutes of the fucking mission. Like, uh, I don't need that. that stuff. I, but I don't feel like DS Nine had the alias and and I feel like there was. I just, mean, no, it, it DS Nine didn't. I'll I'll give you that. But I didn't. I don't require you to give me something nebulous. I, that I don't what, get what to I see. what I like about DS Nine is that the characters. I feel their growth. I feel like I enjoy watching. I I like watching season one as much as I feel like season one's an inferior uh, uh, season of DS9. I like watching season one of DS9 because I know where all these characters are going to go. So even when I see them being even acted wrong, written wrong, you know, given, 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 given stories and like, like Rom's character who starts out like this, Mary Frangie. And by the end, like this brother, just knowing (laughs) like, like seeing him played wrong at the beginning and change. I like by the end, like, like that, that, I feel I, like there's more growth than you give credit for on the original series. But if there is, it's not intentional. It's not. It's not. I pr- disagree. Right, I not, think it's growth in the writing, and I think it's growth in the actors. I mean, Bro, I, I will, I will, I will, I will agree with you. Growth in the actors certainly. They got better. They became. They owned but it's, the characters. But it's not but, just about. Like I think it's like like part of what I I started noticing this time around, um, as well as sort of like trying to take note of uh, was like who wrote the episode. Uh-huh. You know, like oh I. I remember they wrote this one like three episodes ago, right? Like, and it's because it's different writers and it's it's a fairly large stable of them and sometimes yeah. people do just do a one-off. Um, so it's like part of, to me, what's fascinating because I don't write is how well they they seem to understand the characters and and have them growing over time to become closer. Like specifically, I think when you think about Spock and Bones, like sure. they kind of start with this you get this feeling that there's you know good juju underneath but there's on the surface it's fairly contentious when it begins but by the end by season 3 it's pretty clear that the contentiousness that's there now is all in good fun like it's I mean, every once in a while, I think it flares, you know, flares up, and it's like, like with good friends, where it's like you just sort of have fundamental things that you think differently on. You we've, know? we've been there. We've been there, <laughs> and and you have those moments where it's like, I vehemently believe in this, and you vehemently yeah. believe in that, and like we get to a place where it's like, I still love you, and you still love me, and we're cool, right? And it's like, but those have to clash every once in a while, and I think you still see that, but largely 
their relationship, the contentiousness that's written there that they play is obviously not coming from a place of reality. It's obviously they actually care very deeply about each other inside and and rely on each other and trust each other and think of each other as like family. And that is the growth I think you see on on the original series. So so riddle me this. Um season 3 is generally considered to be the worst season of Trek. The silliest Like ever? No, the worst season of the original series. Of the original series. Okay. Um that they feel like the bu- the budgets were cut, we know that. Mm-hmm. Um they weren't spending as much time, the writers were tired, they were unhappy. Um there was warring. There were still some really great episodes. Like I really, I really, I, I cannot think of an episode that I thought was bad, or that I could like. You could give me an episode, and I will tell you if it was just really actually awful. Like try to sell me on how awful just one. episode. Well, that's the thing. You know that I'm not that familiar with the third season, so I couldn't tell you which episodes are in which season. So you know, I mean, I can with Next Gen somewhat, but I I couldn't tell except for some of like the. The half, the the half, like the half black guy, half white yeah. guy, half white guy, half black guy, got that that thing. Yeah, that's a season three episode. Is it? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Like, and that's a, I mean, they pretty much destroy each other through hatred. Like, it's it's such a it's such a great episode. Like beyond you know from just a Star Trek. I mean, really, it's it's kind of it's it's, it's an important show. It's Star Trek at its best. That kind of an episode, you know, where it's, it has this sort of obvious commentary on society, and they they're fighting and they're warring, and they've been and he's been chasing this guy across the fucking like universe for so many years that they get to their home planet and everybody's fucking dead, fucking dead, and they still still fight to the death because they just can't stop. Like, and, and it's like, but you have the ship going, that's fucking crazy, man. Like, ain't, ain't nobody got no time for that. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's fantastic. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, so it allows you to, to see both sides of it, to try to understand the issue and, and still, and there's like a great episode. And I don't know what season this is from with, with Kodos. I was actually got into this with Mystery on the Road one day, cause we wind up talking about Star Trek a lot too, sure. um, where it's a little bit controversial because, you know, this guy Kodos is like a basically a dictator on a planet or something and he kills like he commits genocide which i think we all agree is like fucked up right you you go oh fucking genocide that's not cool right and unfortunately like but you actually see his side of things and at the time he was the leader on this planet there was some calamity that um fucked up their food source so like people were gonna die so he decided who lived and who died and killed those, but like then relief came the very next day. So like it, history saw him as just a, a, a murderer, but like if relief had never come, he could very well have been a hero. Like and it's just that simple. It's just that close of a difference that's like makes you think and go fuck, you know? Like that's messed up, but wow, I never, I never thought about it like that until I saw that episode. Not ever. You know what I mean? I would never consider. I mean, to be clear, it's not like the episode is trying to say that genocide is cool. Like it's not. But it, like at the same time, at least it's actually giving you both sides. Like like you're talking about in DS9, how they actually give you the side of like being, you know, the the terrorists. Yeah. You know, and you just think about that in the fucking 1960s. That's amazing. When it was when it was important that they do it too. You know, that's, you know, I think that the, the interesting thing and I and this is, you know, I don't know how much I even believe what I'm about to say, but it's just it's what's in my head right now um, is what are the shows teaching you? What are they saying? What are they doing? Um, and it occurred to me the characters in Next Gen are not characters I would want to be like, but they are characters that I like and they're commenting about how society should be. Mm-hmm. I or that's the original series. Sorry, the original series is there. Like it's. I don't want to be like Sulu. I don't want to be like Kirk. Kirk is an archetype in this way. Spock is an archetype in this way. Bones is an archetype in this way. And through that, but I want to be like the human race. Exactly. Like, I may not want to be like a specific archetype. Precisely. But I absolutely want to be a part it's of about, that. It's about it's about society. I think that by the time you get to next gen, they're talking a lot less about society. There are still moral plays, but now the other question is, let's really explore the human condition. 
that that's 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 but i still th- I'd, I'd still say it's an exploration of the human condition and it's the it's a question sure of, and and you and know what i mean and his next gen uh, next gen is also an exploration of society but i'm right. saying about where the focus is and what the show te- like okay so i've got i've got kids and if i want to show my kids a star if i want to show them a star trek series i could go to the original series and go this is the show that really says this is the way i want you to think about society but not just that, like think about your fellow man. Think think about how sure. you want to be. Like I really, I've thought about this a good deal. Like, cause I, I certainly have sort of firmly held beliefs about how I live my life. Like I have a very, like something that I believe very strongly in is, the, you know, the idea that even if I don't understand another person or their viewpoint, like I want to be accepting of that. I, I, to me, it's like, it's okay if I don't get you. Like, we don't have to agree on everything. You do your thing, and as long as you're not hurting anybody, I'm cool. But in We're general, cool. that's not Kirk. In general, Kirk, that that's, that's a next-gen point of view to have. But I disagree. I feel like humanity, like, their position is that humanity isn't just the sum of its parts. Like, a lot of times there'll be episodes where they'll be, you know called into question as humanity are just beasts they're just ruled by their you know base emotions and kirk will be like but we aren't though like yes they're there yes that's part of who we are but we have the ability to rise above that to make the decision to accept people as they are and that's just that's just a star trek thing then because that's that's stated outright by picard in the the in the pilot episode of next gen and in the final episode of Next Gen, yes, 2Q. But I the, love that. And that's the theme I'm I'm a big fan of. Like, I sure. feel like that's something that got that that the idea of acceptance and and letting people be as they are and diversity is something that I absolutely got sure, from Star Trek. Sure, sure, yeah. And, and, like, and, and not by knowing I was getting it as a kid. And, I was and, just enjoying let's, it. And let's not just say, let's say Roddenberry Star Trek, which is the original series, the first six movies and Next Gen. And Next Gen. Um, uh, but I'm just saying the way they do it is differently. It's it's interesting when when I think about. I don't feel like like Next Gen has the same broad strokes, brilliant commentary on society that the original series does. I don't think there's any episode in Next Gen that is as hard hitting as the half white, half black faces. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that is you know that is very clearly. This is you know. This is a societal impact that you're trying to make. They're yeah. de- they're deliberately making choices in making the episodes to say this about society to make you question the way society works. It's subversive. Yes. Um, I feel like by the time you get to the 1980s, the need for that is slightly different. Um, sure, it's subversive in its own way, but it, now it's really about the human condition. I mean, think about this: the 80s was was the me decade. The '80s was the decade of yuppies. Who are we putting up on a on a on a pedestal? <laughs> yuppies, right? I mean, that's that's the whole idea. They, that was the get what you can. You know, it's Gordon Gecko. You know, greed is good, right? <laughs> what does Gene Roddenberry do? He had never said this in the original series that there was no money. The whole idea of there being no money is yeah. not in the original series. No, it's not. What does he do in 1987? There's no he, money. He says the perfect society has no money. Yeah that's incredibly but it's not it's not told in that way it's just kind of it's just there it's just true now yeah it's just true now let's explore the human condition within that which with much starker rules and now let's the point of that one i think that's why you get to know those the new characters so much better than you ever get to know the original series characters because one there's a decision let's give everybody their episode every season yeah there's and everybody gets an episode of their own but they did do a little bit of that in, in the original series they, they would, you know, every once in a while there'd be a, a Scotty episode. What Would there be an episode be, where Scotty was the main character or where Scotty was the main character after Kirk? I mean, I guess if you were to categorize, it would still be the main character after Kirk. But I mean, I don't know. No. I mean, it's hard to say because of, because with Kirk being the captain, there, there would be something happening that was affecting the ship, which, you know, means the captain's involved and Scotty is just the head of engineering. Yeah. But there's an episode in particular where Scotty falls in love and... And this woman, I don't know if you remember this episode or not, um, and this woman that he has fallen in love with, they all get hit by um, something that winds up being like a massive um, entities that their planet died 
and there was just like hundreds of them like disembodied that were looking for a host to live their lives out through and like it happens to be that it's actually scotty's newfound woman and like so it's really about scotty's and her struggle to like save everybody like yeah Kirk is trying to figure things out because he's still the captain and Spock is figuring like, I mean, so there's still that dynamic of it being an episode happening to the ship, but I definitely call it a Scotty episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and you know, the one for, there's one for even nurse chapel and you know, sure. Season one, like it happens less often, but I do say, I would say that it does happen. But I, I, I think that the, the exploration of the, uh, I, I just interesting the way they tell the stories and what, and what they're saying about what, you know, I feel like, and I feel like DS9 goes into it because DS9 is like, I feel like DS9 deliberately looked at everything that had been said and said, what more is there to say? We have not touched on religion. Mm-hmm. Really? We have not touched on war. And these are things that, that we were supposed to avoid by Roddenberry. We were supposed to avoid. So let's put ourselves in a situation. And we haven't touched on conflict because we weren't allowed to. So let's show that. That's, I mean... Saying in, there's um, no conflict. Internal in conflict. Inter- no, Roddenberry said there can be no, no internal conflict. No, but there conflict. was. Not like on DS9. You didn't have characters who hated each other. Who out and out. Yes, the Klingons hated humans. No, no, no. Main characters on the show who hated oh, each other. like within the. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. That, like, and how to live with, with that. that. Yeah. Yeah. No. That, um, I definitely, I, I do see what you're talking about. Like the, the more um, personal, like I think you get some of that on Next Gen. Um with um ah uh, with Barkley. Yeah. You know, with the introduction of Barkley. But that's the thing even but you you can have characters everybody hates at the beginning, but everybody likes them by the end. Either they, either they like him by the end or they're dead. I mean that's or they leave. You know what I mean? <laughs> that that's that's kind of how it goes. You know, like by the time Barkley came back even though he was kind of a f- fuck up, everybody cared about him. He was reg from their the, No, from their I know, home. but it was like I guess what I'm saying is it that there was more of a um I can see what you're talking about, kind of more of a more f- a focused beam of, you know, this is talking about humanity and how we as human beings should be. And then there's like more of a focused beam is like how you should treat a person. Like, yeah. like it was basically, you know, him saying, well, you know, he's, he's always late. He does this. And it's like, well, get to fucking know him, dude. Like, yeah. talk to Reg and that find is, out about him. You and, know that, I mean? and that is not a, a, a that that would not be done in the original series. That is that yeah. is not societal. That's that's interpersonal. And I, and I would say that a lot of Next Gen but was about interpersonal. Yeah. And so so I would say uh, that's why I feel like they both are valid for totally different reasons that I would say to my kids, I would say, watch the original series for how society should be. And watch Next Gen for how I want you to treat people. Because well, I mean, there's, I, yeah. there's, I mean, obviously, because I love Next, yeah. the original series. There's a little bit on the, in the original series. But sure, there's definitely a, more of it on. on there's, Next a, there's a little bit of. of uh, they're both Star Trek. Let's be clear. They're both Star Trek. Yeah. So they're both saying. No, I'm a saying lot of the, the interpersonal. Things, but, yeah. Like, I mean, a lot. Because there's one episode, the episode where Kirk is dead, or everybody thinks yeah. he's dead, and he has like left a message for Spock and Bones specifically, <laughs> like saying, "Listen, I know you guys got your difficulties." But like, you need each other. Like, you need to like Spock. You need to listen to Bones. He's gonna be able to help you with some shit that you don't know. Like, and they're both kind of humbled because before they watched this, like they were fighting like hardcore. Like, where Bones is telling Spock he's a douche, and and Spock is saying, "Listen, I have work to fucking do." Like, they're yeah, really yeah. Spock, Spock stops being Vulcan. He's yes. like, "Listen, you motherfucker, I got shit. fucking work to do. I will fucking Vulcan pip slap you." And but, Bones, Bones, Bones is like, "I'll get my bone in your ass. Fuck you." And then fuck they start, you, motherfucker. They start fighting, and then they, they fight. said they're gonna fight. And, and then Kirk comes on the screen. And he's like, "He's like, can't everybody just get along?" And then and then they get mad at Kirk, and they just start and beating just the start shit beating out of Kirk. The shit but out he's of Kirk, screen. so he just starts beating the shit out of them <laughs> through the screen. He just reaches through the he screen. Knew they were gonna do that when he made the recording their, yeah so like in the recording about halfway yeah. through kirk just stopped just a hologram and just, just like all of a sudden he just like goes ape shit he, he was just a, yeah, yeah but he can't really touch them because they don't have holograms that you can touch yet so he's no. going out and his hands going through them like the jaws hologram back to the future too oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, through, oh, yeah. right through them and then and then spock and and mccoy end up they're just naked on the floor at that point and then they've, they've wow like, that went to a weird place i know and that was what was so weird because they were fighting and when they fought they ripped <laughs> each other's clothes off and that's when McCoy was like I'll give you the bone and Ew, <laughs> stop no I will not let you do this <laughs> it was it was really it was really and then then like the next day comes and Kirk's actually alive and Kirk's like so and they're just like so 
You know what's funny is that's kind of what happened. Not the part where they got naked. <laughs> that's kind of what happened. <laughs> Except for that scene credits. Credit <laughs> you know what's oh, funny is what you don't see is that part. <laughs> but it's totally what happened. No, but like seriously, at the end of the episode, like he's he asks them like what they thought. Like would they get him back like alive because he obviously wasn't actually dead. This fox like, I'll put it in your face. <laughs> Slap. <laughs> Um, here's a question. Here's a. Oh, I want to know what's going to come next. <laughs> here's a question. I was just like, because you were, and I'm just saying, like, Does would he that get- would that be a thing? What? Like, if you were Vulcan, right, and yeah. you were, and they have all these like very specific hand gestures. Yeah. If you were jacking off as a Vulcan, would it be with like the Vulcan hand? Like, would it be like you grip the penis just so? Like with two fingers. Maybe you can switch with two fingers. So like it's like on Tuesday you can live long and on Thursday you can (laughs) prosper. (laughs) (laughs) Or or is it like a back and forth? Like live long. Prosper. Live live long. long, Prosper. (laughs) And 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 do Vulcan women, I mean they're already (laughs) the hands already up like that. So you just take the two fingers. Some in, some out. Or is it in both holes? Yeah, I mean is it like Oh my god, oh no. (laughs) I'm so glad you said that, not me. I'm just saying, well, like the hands. That's, that's just like, like two minutes ago. I was just thinking, wow, we're not, we're, we're having a very reasoned debate this time. It's very interesting. There we go. We and then it. all of a sudden, you make the jack off gesture while the we're talking Vulcan about hand, Spock the and- Vulcan hand, and we're in both holes. There we go. She's, she wants her to pole, you know, right, right up there. Oh. She wants it to pow right in there. Oh, oh dude. Um. So here's the thing. I, I um again. I hate to say the words Delta Quadrant again. But it's like it's what I'm. I'm spending probably an hour and a half a day listening to these guys. Um, okay. So while while I'm cleaning up, when I'm going to bed, when I'm doing the dishes, you know, and whatnot, um, I end up listening to 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 this particular show, and and they make a comment again. I'm I'm still in season two. They make a comment um, about. What makes Voyager good? What makes Voyager bad? Why they like it? What's good about it? Um, but they do talk about the problems that it has. And they said, here's the thing. They said, Next Generation is a reaction to the original series. Where it's like, like, like the original series, we have to do something different than the original series. Or else we're going to get compared to them. Why? Because the original series are still making movies. Mm. So we have to distinguish ourselves as being different from the original series because the original series still exists. Right. Um, and then DS nine ends up being a reaction to the next generation because the, that's airing subsequently with the next generation. Right. So the, the point of the conception of DS nine, and especially since it's happening in the same time frame, like at least with next gen, you've got the time differential. Like but even not- with that, you have to be able to immediately tell the difference because otherwise yeah, no, otherwise you're going to be compared unfavorably to yes. the thing that exists and it's 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 the reason that you know that that people hate DS9 because it came out next gen was in its prime yeah. and then the first season of DS9 is still finding its legs mm-hmm. and there that's why people jump ship and they're 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 happening concurrently that's what I'm saying like yeah. at least with next gen and the original series Next Gen is saying it's it's still yeah it's the original series ish but it's this so it's so much further in the future you can't really compare the two like that's not a fair comparison like versus when you have DS9 happening in the same timeline in the same you know space essentially as as the Enterprise on Next Gen it's like that's a direct that's a more direct comparison well and and I'm know? also thinking stylistically and tonally and, that, and I mean, yeah. like, I remember when it came, like, when I heard about it, when I heard about DS9, I was like, I love Star Trek, right? So I'm like, well, I love Star Trek. So more Star Trek seems good. Yeah. But on a space, like, they don't go anywhere. They can't explore It was not, but the, the first like, few episodes remember, were must-see TV for me, and then I kind of, I dropped off. I just, I remember feeling like, I don't, like, what's the point if they're just- I watch Voyager more than I watch DS9. At that point, I mean, at like, least they were on a ship, yeah. Yeah, so, you know I mean? so, so the thing is, then they they say you get to Voyager, and Voyager is a direct reaction to the success of the Next Generation, and 
how DS9 was not having the same amount of success. And they're launching a network and they want it to be recognizable as being like the next generation. So while they start off with all these great ideas on Voyager, they start off with all these, you know, it's all like it really could be Battlestar Galactica. And they do something like that, actually, the Year of Hell episodes. You know, there was a thought that that's maybe what the whole show was going to be like, just like like we're going to get to the point by seven season that we are barely hanging on. Because of all the shit we have to go through, we're going to run out of photon torpedoes. We're going to run out of shuttlecraft. We're going to, you know, we're not just going to suddenly be able to reset and have another shuttlecraft, even though we've, you know, you know what I mean? So, so, um, but they were saying how it's, how it's a reaction to, to that. Whereas like next gen's off the air and already by the time you get into season two, because they, the, the podcast lists like what the ranking was on television, how many people were watching and we went from 25 million for the series finale of, of, next generation to like 6 million on and and it was like 77th in the in the ratings for the week and the more it did that the more and this is really true most of the episodes of voyager you could change the character names and make it a next gen episode most of them had nothing to do with being lost it would work just as well as picard has come upon this fam you know picard has has arrived (laughs) Um, at this planet <laughs> and had you know workforce all of the next gen people get kidnapped and they're part of the workforce yeah. you're even year of hell could be yeah. you know this guy's like like everything about if you, you just change the character names you could have it be a next gen episode and the whole idea was you know you had the next gen writing staff going well we liked it on next gen let's just do more stuff like that and it felt like almost transplanted so that it feels like the tone a Voyager is trying very hard to be the tone of next gen. But you're going to have to hear more about that next week because, yeah, you guessed it. This is a two-part episode again. So uh, tune in next week and hear us continue on this. We go really in-depth and uh, sometimes get really funny. Um, And for everybody who's joined us again for the first time from Trek Radio, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, You can check out our other podcasts, including our Doctor Who podcast at geeksradio.com. And uh, thanks so much. Uh, For Alexia, my name is Justin, and she would normally say, Trek off, bitches. You are listening to the Geeks Radio Internet Radio Network at geeksradio.com, home of Trek Off, the Not Safe for Work Star Trek podcast, Pop Off, where we geek out on comics, movies, and TV shows that are the superstars of geek culture, Podcast Who, the Doctor Who podcast with Phil Stamper, Ninjas vs. You, the official podcast of the Ninjas vs. Trilogy, and Garrett and RJ Go Hollywood, two regular guys trying to make it in Tinseltown. All of this is available for you for free by going to Geeks radio.com or searching geeks radio on itunes geeks radio is a presentation of endlight entertainment